episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hello. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Shannon of Shannon Fraser Designs. Hi, everybody. So let's kick things off with what we're all dying to know. And this might seem like a bit of an obvious question, but What's the story behind your Instagram handle? Oh man, we're start, starting with one that's super boring on my end. But that's um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my original Instagram handle actually used to be SF under, underscore designs, which stood for Shannon Fraser Designs. Um, I was hoping to try and just stick with initials, but that didn't really work out. People got confused and actually thought I was based in San Francisco. So. Oh. oh. <laughs> So I switched it all to just be Shannon Fraser Designs. I And I went with my name just because I actually, I wasn't sure whether it was just going to be quilting and whether I was going to expand, expand into other areas. So I kept it not quilty specific, but general and allowing me to branch out if I wanted to. Fair enough. Did you ever consider moving to San Francisco to make the handle happen? <laughs> <laughs> what is your commitment to Instagram? Not that. No. <laughs> um, as much I've never actually been to San Francisco. I, it looks like a beautiful, beautiful city, but there's a lot of rain and I'm not a big fan of rain. So mm-hmm. I would actually take snow over rain any day. Oh, okay. yeah. interesting. I think I agree with you on that. I would choose snow too. Would you? Mm-hmm. It's, I like uh, snow. It's, it's pretty. I mean, it it's is. not fun to have to dig out. So the the plus of rain is that you don't have any shoveling and you don't have to necessarily whip out scarves and hats and mitts. But uh, I think there's something very magical about walking out in nature after a fresh snowfall. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take it back to talking about Instagram for a little bit. Can you tell us uh, like how long ago you started and how you got to what you're doing on Instagram now? So that's a good question. I think I started on Instagram, I want to say 2014-ish. Um, I'd have to really go back to, to double check that, but I think that's when I, I got on and, and got on with, with SF designs at the beginning. Um, and I got on, I, I'm very visual. I'm sure as most of us are, um, doing what we do. Right. Um, but I, when I found Instagram, I was hook, line and sinker in love with it. I, it took me a while to figure out how to use the platform. And this is going back in the, you know, when it first launched, launch we didn't have all the bells and whistles that there are now which i find sometimes there's too many bells and whistles if i must mm. be honest um, yeah. <laughs> um but um what i loved was just the the visual it was just one picture after another and then learning how to actually start communicating with people and so once i found quilting in the quilting community on instagram it was like a whole new world opened up to me i thought it was 
like we were talking earlier about how obsessed we can be with Instagram and how it can almost be like uh, an, an addiction, right? We have to learn how to shut her down. Um, but it was, it was so encouraging because I didn't know anybody here who is into sewing or quilting or fabric. I mean, you know, who wants to sit there and have a conversation with me about the new, you know, fabric collection coming out? Most people didn't. So. <laughs> but lo and behold, I found tons of people on Instagram who did. So it was encouraging to uh, meet like-minded people and also be inspired to see what they were creating. And were you quilting before or did you? No. So like, I started find sewing. Okay. I, I didn't actually start with quilting. I started with sewing and I started sewing shortly after I left the corporate world because I needed some, some creativity. I needed color and color for me, it gets me fired up and gets me, uh, gets my creative juices flowing and just brings me joy. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of things going on in my personal life that haven't always been joyful. So um, turning to sewing, well, more specifically, fabric is what got me into wanting to sew because I was like, what am I going to do with all this pretty fabric? <laughs> so, so I set out to learn how to sew and, um, and I started watching uh, YouTube videos and just, you know, doing practicing, practicing things on my own, uh, reading blog posts, talking to my mom. Um, and one thing led to another, and I found a YouTube video um, that was showing a half, how to make half square triangles. Okay. And I was fascinated. I was like, what is this? This is like, what I loved about sewing was combining different pieces of fabric, right? Like joining different prints and adding in a solid and playing with texture. I didn't realize that this is what quilting was about. And when I saw that half square triangle tutorial, it's like a light bulb went off for me. It was the most fun I've ever had. And it was, um, it was like I found my creative home. It was amazing. Like I made one block, I, I instantly made another. And when I say I made a half square triangle block, it was not at anywhere like perfectly square. I didn't know you were supposed to square up your blocks. I didn't know you were supposed to trim your little dog ears. I knew nothing, <laughs> but I loved it. And you know, one, one block led to another, then led to another. And before I knew it, I was actually making my first quilt. And what's weird about all of that is I had discounted quilting entirely as something that I would be interested in doing. Like bar none, I was like, I'm never gonna be interested in quilting. And look at me now. <laughs> So rewind. So what, which YouTube channel did you watch? It was one by um, Jenny Doan of Missouri Quilt Quilt. Yep. I, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we've heard of her. Um, and it was, I, I don't remember which video specifically it was, mm. um, but it was definitely one that involved half square triangles and I was off. Her videos are great. I learned how they to machine. Really yeah. I learned how to machine bind with her and there was no going back after that. Well, it's, I'm going to pick pick your brain for um, machine binding techniques because that's something I'm really not very good at. I've tried it a couple of times and I'm never satisfied with the way that it comes out. So I'm going to be hitting you up for some tips. Sure. No worries. Happy to share them. <laughs> you mentioned, Shannon, that color really gets you fired up. So yeah. what inspires you and your, what I would say is a very distinctive and beautiful color sense? I just go with my gut. Is that, I don't even know if I'm allowed to just say that. Like, You're I don't really, that. I don't have a plan. I don't, um, you know, a lot of people have asked me to um, talk about color and I've hesitated in the past. I've actually been working on a color theory series. Um, 
to help other people who don't necessarily get color because I get I get a lot of comments on the colors that I choose. Mm-hmm. And what I always bring it back to is how does it make me feel? I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said about working on things that bring us certain feelings, right? And I think color has a great way of, you know, blues can be very calming. Yellow can be very energizing. You know, the greens, I find that it just reminds me of nature. And I, I just find that there's there's so much... Um, for lack of a better word, joy to be found in color and just exploring the color and not judging. So um, I remember being in high school and my my girlfriends telling me I was wearing a black shirt and a pair of like deep indigo blue jeans. And they were like, you don't, you're not supposed to mix black and blue. What? (laughs) And I was like, what? Since when? Like, who came up with this? You're the fashion police? (laughs) And so, but it, it it was a, it marked me because I, I, I remember it. And I remember from that point on trying to not mix, you know, black and blue, but why, who says this? And, you know, I think that that's, that's part of the fun of quilting is being able to go and dispel some of those, those beliefs by seeing what we can do with, with exploring that, those, those colors. Okay. So back to Instagram again. Sorry to keep bringing us back to Instagram. No worries. Well, um, we live on there so much, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> second home. But um, for Instagram and Pinterest and any other social networks that you like to scroll on, what type of post stops you in your tracks and, and grabs your attention? I, I would say color, first and foremost, is probably what stands out the most. And then probably the design. The, the whether it's like I, I tend to really like very bold um, big designs um, and something that has movement in it that because I, I like things that make my eye kind of go through the quilt or or whatever I'm looking at to be very honest this doesn't just <laughs> it's not just limited to quilts uh, right. but clothing you know I mean it's the same thing and for me it's also about the 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 texture so uh, first it's color then it's like the the actual design the motif and then whether it makes my eye move um and then finally it's the the texture so like something that makes me want to zoom in which i do often on instagram which i love that Ooh. feature so that i can really see yeah everybody's like oh my god wendy <laughs> is with you but she no, zooms wendy for is a the very zoomer. different reason <laughs> But I love seeing people's like the 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 stitches, the stitch work, the how things come together, uh, a fold. You know, if I'm looking at clothing, you know, a pleat, the way it's done. I I find texture, tactile, like all of that really really fascinates me. So I like zooming in on those things. So going back to all the snow, and um, with the cooler weather in Montreal, you know, we've been seeing some snowy quilts in the wild photos. Um, so could you share with us some tips for, you know, extreme cool weather, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <the> wild photos? <laughs> if you're crazy enough to go out in the sub-zero temperatures, here's what I recommend. Um, okay. So the first thing is bundle up. I mean, I know this goes without saying, but, um, you know, I know most of my photos, you see me in a parka. The park is no joke. I really do need it. It's it's often, um, well, I work in Celsius. I know um, you guys. So do I. There. Yeah, I know you do. 
I mean, there's days where I've been out there and it's like, it's, it's minus 20 plus the wind chill factor. Right. So it's, this is not, this is not balmy, you know, take your, your hat off and sit in the sun for a while. Um, it's, it's a mad dash from the car to get to the, the spot that we want to photograph in. And, um, and you got to be quick. The challenge is that I love quilts in the wild because I think that it really gives you a chance to see the quilt, like the actual full, full design of it. Mm-hmm. And being in nature, I feel like it's a great compliment to the colors of the fabrics. It's like things just pop. But getting out there sometimes, it's just not, it's, it's either I'm in the freezing cold weather or I'm in a heat wave. So who's normally behind the camera? So it's your husband that's normally behind it. No, I'm normally behind the camera. Uh, most of the, he's usually holding the quilt and then sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'll hold the quilt. But the reason why I don't take most of the photo, I'm not the one holding the quilt is cause I'm too short. So most of my quilts, I don't have the arm span to hold them. How, and how short are you? Are well, we talking I mean, Hobbit level? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm okay. I'm not that short. I think I'm like five, four and a bit. Um, So I'm not like too, too short, but I'm short when it comes to a lot of the quilts that I make. So for me to hold them, they're often like dragging on the floor um, or my arm span, like I said, is just like, I can't get the full quilt splayed out, right? Mm -hmm. He can't, not a problem. There's times where I have him crouching behind like itty bitty quilts. (laughs) So that's a whole other ball game for him. but so I normally take the photos, uh, he holds them, and then I'll switch and say, okay, take a couple of me so that people can see that I am I do, you know, get to know me and that I'm the one making the quilts. But I mean, most of my quilt photos, the ones that I'm actually holding the quilt, my quilts are all crooked. I, I can't, <laughs> like, there's, they're not... <laughs> I got up my quilty holding. They look so natural. They look so real and authentic. Well, they are that. (laughs) So you mentioned earlier that you're working on like a color theory series. Um, I am. What are, is that one of your quilting goals for this year? Are there there any other fun projects that you can like give us a sneak peek into? So the color theory is one that I'm hoping to get out later on this year. It's actually, believe it or not, been in the works for a couple of years. It's something that I just keep adding to and I keep kind of shifting how I want to position the information. Because when I started delving into color theory, I found it, well, a little dry, um, mm-hmm. a little and kind of technical and words that just didn't stick in my head. Um, which is why I always, I think, bring it back to instinct when I play with color. Cause for me, it's not about the theory. It's about what visually do I see and how do I feel? But, um, I think there's merit in understanding the theory, um, so that you can experiment more with understanding how colors play and are built and are created. Um, so I've got that, that I'm working on. And then the one that I just kicked off today is actually what it's called, uh, what's in your sewing bag. Ooh, right. Oh, I haven't and seen I've that on my Instagram. This. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's new. I, I just launched it today. I just kicked it off today. It's something that I've been actually working on for many, many, many months. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, and this one is really just meant for fun. It's a, meant as a way to get to know other quilters and makers in the community and also get to take a peek inside their sewing bag. And I think that, you know, I find that um, there's a lot of uh, notions and tools and fabric and 
things coming at us that that's all like, buy, 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 you know, buy all of this stuff. And sometimes it's like, well, do I need it? Are other people using this? And like, you know, we don't all have, um, we don't have unlimited funds to go and, and, you know, support our quilty interests. So um, I'm always very conscious of, you know, I don't have all that all that much money. So where am I going to spend my quilty dollars? And do I want to spend it on fabric? Do I want to spend it on notions? Do I want to like, do I want to spend it on tools? And if I'm going to spend them, then I want to know that they're going to do the work for me. Um, and that they'll help me create things. So like, if I think of, you know, a hair marker, which is a very small, small tool, but is probably my most indispensable quilty notion. Um, and it's not expensive, but wow, what a difference that thing has made in my quilty life. So these are the things that I want to know. Like I'm nosy enough that I want to know what's in your sewing bag. And because not because I, I just want to be nosy, but because I want to see if there's something that I should be bringing into my own quilting kit that would be fun for me to, to, uh, learn from or improve my quilty game or just make things quicker. I mean, I, I mean, could you imagine life without a rotary cutter? Oh, God. I can. I <laughs> can. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shannon, I love the idea of, you know, creating that kind of community crowdsourcing of knowledge and sharing yeah. it. Like, clearly, I love a good community project. So it's actually time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. So Shannon, take a sip of tea, (laughs) get ready. I am going to take a sip of tea here. (laughs) And we're going to have Wendy kick us off. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Oh yeah. All right. So what's your favorite time of the day to quilt? Uh, Daytime, morning, afternoon, as long as they're daylight out, I'm pretty good to quilt. Okay. Do you wear shoes while you sew? And if so, do you wear, wait, if, if you don't wear shoes, do you wear (laughs) socks or no socks? Sorry. (laughs) This is a hilarious question. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, okay. So I, uh, I always have to take my slipper off. So it's wintertime. So I wear slippers because it's cold. Um, but I cannot for the life of me quilt or so with my, my slipper on. So I am forever, if you, <laughs> at any point of the day, if you come into my sewing studio, and by sewing studio, I do mean the dining room because I've taken it over. <laughs> um, they, I've, I've got one foot with a slipper on and the other foot my is socked. Like I, I'll have a sock on because again, it's winter, it's cold. Um, and somewhere my other slipper is floating around underneath the dining room table. <laughs> and so like I, I'll be walking around and sometimes I forget, like normally I'm good at slipping my foot back in my slipper as I pivot to go back to the the um, ironing board. Um, but no, half the time I don't, I don't even bother there. So I've got one foot in my, my slipper and the other one is just socked. <laughs> so right. while you're wearing this asymmetric footwear, situation is it music netflix or the sounds of silence while sewing i would say 98 percent. it's silent fair enough yeah unless i'm basting and then it's podcasts so what's your favorite snack while quilting anything sweet um what is your favorite traditional block you know it's weird i don't really have one but i bring it back to the half square triangle is that weird like i don't it's not weird I don't really uh, think of quilting in terms of blocks. Cool. So do you have a favorite color? Coral. Coral is definitely, and not only like in quilting, but in my, what I wear, I wear a lot of coral as well. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely a favorite color. 
Okay. And what color fabric do you use the most? Okay. This one was, this is weird. This is a weird one. I, I think I've got orange and yellow, which is weird. Like I would have thought coral would have been at the top, but when I kind of take a step back, orange and, and yellow are, are sneaking their way in there quite a bit. Sunshine. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. Joy. <laughs> do you have a favorite fabric designer? Um, I would say probably Karen Lewis. I, oh, yeah. I really love her, like it's organic, but, but geometric it's, 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 oh, I don't know her colors that she prints on. I don't know. I, there's something about her, her collections that every time I see them, I'm like, yeah, I want some of that. Yeah. It's magic. It's beautiful so, stuff. What's yeah. the last fabric you bought? The last stuff that I bought was a bunch of Essex linen and uh, Jen Hewitt's um, Imagine Landscape collection. Is it Imagine? Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that had been on I that had been on my radar for the longest time. I don't know how I managed to still find some, but I scooped it up. What is your pressing preference? Like open to the dark side or whatever floats your boat. Uh, to the side. And I'm, I'm actually very big on uh, planning it out so that they nest, which is why I spend so much time in my patterns, uh, including pressing instructions. Because I'm, I think that f for me, I've tried the pressing them open and I love how it lays flat. Um, but I find that my accuracy is not as good when I press open. Um, and so that's why I nest. I press cool. to the side. So pick one out of the three, HSTs, curves, or strip piecing. I have a guess. Is it HSTs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I mean, yes, because it's my, I think it's just because I have a soft spot for them because that's where it's my, my quilting journey started. And so for me, it's like, oh, I'm coming, it's like coming back home. So I have a soft spot, but curves are very much a, a close second favorite. I very much enjoy mm. some of curves. Do you prefer to machine or hand quilt? So I love hand quilting, um, but I suffer from tendonitis. So I'm trying to up my machine quilting game, which I have been doing. And I find the last couple of years, I've really been experimenting and I got Jackie Gehring's walk book. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I haven't tried a lot of um, different techniques or designs in that book, but it's kind of given me, I've tried one and it was phenomenal. I had the most amazing time um, doing it, but it's kind of just like allowed me to be like, okay, like just have fun with this, explore. So I think I might know the answer to the next question, but machine or hand bind? Hand, 100%. Oh. Bar none. I am like, I have, there is only, I've never actually machined, uh, machine bound a full quilt. I've done small projects and didn't like it. So always come back to hand quilting. So what's your favorite part of the quilting process? Okay, this is a tough one to narrow down, but I would say um, it's it's a close call between designing and picking the fabrics and the actual piecing. What's um, one bad quilting habit that you would like to give up? Okay, so um, I hope people don't shame me for this, but I have never, I think I've done it once, trimmed the threads from the back of my piece quilt top. Who is your quilty BFF? And if you don't want to admit to it, 
you can just say Lorna of Cloth and Crescent. <laughs> She's all her best friend. She's the she Switzerland. Awesome. She is the Switzerland of quilting. I'll give a shout out to Tiffany from A Village Bound Quilts because she is the first uh, quilter that I really connected with and had a live conversation with, <laughs> you know. Um, and I just feel like uh, we've really supported one another in our quilty journey. So I have a I have a real love for her. Who is your quilty crush? Oh, I've always had, I just adore Susie from Susie Quilts. I think she's, she's fun. I think that, um, she's, she's made quilting much more approachable for a lot of people. So I, I, I think that her, her designs are just, I, I, I find she inspires me and I just think that she's an awesome person herself. So what is your favorite recent make? So I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I usually have to say it's like, it's usually my last quilt that I made because I don't, I don't know. It's like a, after I finished one, I'm like, Ooh, this was so fun. Look at what I made. <laughs> so, um, but I am actually quite proud of my, uh, cloud surfing quilts. Um, that one kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Jenny from Pepper Saxton. I hope I mm-hmm. said, I said that right. Uh, she sent me her, um, her oval junkards path templates to play with. And I had the most fun with them. Like I, I have so many designs that I made with featuring those, those templates. And then that one was like one of the last ones that I designed and just kind of went for it and had fun and did improv at the computer, which I had never done before. Um, technically it's a little challenging cause it's curves. Um, but it's not just curves. It's like an oval curve and there's like narrow bits on the curve. But what I love about that quilt is that I went for it. I just, I, I designed it and then looked at it and thought, Oof, can I do this? But it's the one quilt that right now I'm just like, wow, like I'm actually impressed with myself that I managed to quilt this myself. Very it's cool. a beautiful quilt. It's a beautiful yeah. design. Thank you. Um, how many quilts are in your whip pile right now? Gosh, like literally like too many. I, I, I just shared a blog post a few weeks ago and I, I entitled it The Honest State of Modern Quilters <laughs> Work in Progress List um, because there's got to be at least over over 30, probably 40. Do you have any other ho- any other hobbies aside from quilting? Um, cooking, does that count? Cooking? I like eating, does that count too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it does. <laughs> Now, we've just got a, one more question for you before we sign off. So who are three accounts you think everyone should be following? And just a quick word as to why. Sure. Okay. So I've actually already mentioned one, uh, Jenny from Pepper Saxton, because I think that she, I don't know, like, I just find that she's doing something very unique. She very much plays with curves and I, she's encouraging people to not fear the curve, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, but I also find that she's right now she's dealing with like 3d designs. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but like they're phenomenal. They're super cool. Um, so I think that if anything, even if you, um, you know, modern is not the, not your, your jam, like if you're more of a traditionalist, I still think that there's, it merits taking a look at what she's doing. Cause I think it just inspires you to think outside the box. Then there's Bobby from Geeky Bobbin. I don't know if you guys know oh, her. Oh, yeah. Like, she's an amazing quilter. Um, what I love about her is she also has an interesting sense of color. Um, and she also does a lot of very uh, geometric and graphic quilts, which tend to be my jam, too. And the last one, I, I so I... 
I have, was struggling between a couple because there's uh, one that, that I noticed um, who's doing EPP shapes. She's got a lion one and a bunny one. Uh, she's that Laurel from... Oh, Porcupine Stage Threads. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is this? This is super fun. <laughs> so we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found most easily on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I'm the Dot Weekend Quilter. Anna. I'm at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Shannon. You can find me at Shannon Fraser Designs. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you love what you heard, and we hope you do, we also hope that you'll give us a five-star rating, subscribe to the show on your podcast provider of choice, and tell your friends how to subscribe and listen too. Thanks so much for joining, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>